Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Glad you could join us here today. Why don't we go straight to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we praise you and we thank you, Lord God, for this time that we have to spend here with you, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ that there shall be a special anointing, O Lord God, over every single listener that would be here with us today. Heavenly Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit will minister to them, and I pray that you will speak to them in your own special way, in the mighty name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will, for your honor and your glory and your praise, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. I just want to start out by saying, how many times have you cried out to the Lord, Gee whiz, Lord, how long must I wait? Gee, Lord, how long must I wait? Many of us have cried out that prayer when we are waiting for prayer or waiting for an answer from God, and it just seems like it's taking an eternity, you know? And so we wind up saying, gee, Lord, how long must I wait? Well, of course, the Word of God has a lot to say on that, and we're going to delve right into it too today. So why don't we start off by going to James 1, uh, chapter 1, verse number 1. James 1, verse number one, and while the, while I'm uh, waiting to go there for a second, why don't we just pause for a minute, and if you don't have your Bible, why don't you hit pause on this podcast and run and get your Bible, and then come back and join us. It's important for you to, to hear and see these words so that you can mark up your Bible as Holy Spirit so guides, so you'll have this information for future reference, amen? So if you don't have your Bible, just run and get it, and then come back and join us, okay? Praise God, praise God. Okay, so now, James 1, verse number one. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joys when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. The trying of your faith works patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Okay, so verse number two there, knowing this, the trying of your faith works patience, you know, and the Lord knows when we are waiting for something or waiting for an answer, waiting for a prayer to come through and so forth, and we're waiting and waiting, waiting, it does exercise our faith. It does stretch our faith, okay? And we have to make sure that we clearly understand that during this time that we're waiting, the Lord is also building in us patience. Okay, and why would the Lord take that strategy? Well, we'll see um, as this message unfolds. Amen, amen. But so many times, you know, we have to just remember that, that God is never in a hurry. God is never in a hurry, but he is always on time. God is never in a hurry, but he is always on time. Okay, and he will use your entire lifetime to prepare you for your role here on earth. Okay, it's a growth experience. It's a day by day. It's a gradual process. And you have to remember that God is the one that's in charge of your life. And even though we have prayers in it, we're hoping for things. We have dreams and aspirations. God knows exactly what it is that you're praying for. And God also knows what his plan is for your life. Amen. So while it may seem that like God is, it just seems to be dragging. You know, remember that God is never in a hurry but he is always on time. We have to be patient with God and also be patient with yourself. Amen? Be patient with God and be patient with yourself. One of life's frustrations is that God's timetable is rarely the same as ours. Amen? God knows what needs to happen. Amen? So his timetable is not always the same as our timetables. We have to realize that. We are oftentimes in a hurry when God simply isn't. Okay? We are many times in a hurry, and God simply isn't. Amen? And you may feel frustrated, you know, with the seemingly slow progress that you're making in life. And so you wind up saying, well, you know, gee whiz, Lord, you know, how long must I wait? How long must I wait? 
The Bible is filled with examples of how God uses a long process to develop character. He took 80, uh, took 80 years to prepare Moses, including 40 in the wilderness, including 40 in the wilderness. For 14,600 days, that's 40 years, 14,600 days or 40 years, Moses kept on waiting. And he was probably wondering, you know, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Kind of like when you have the kids in the car and you're, you're on a trip, a road trip, going on a vacation. The kids seems like every five minutes, are we there yet? Are we there yet? You know, but God probably was saying to Moses, oh, no, not yet. Not yet. You know, that there's a thing, there's a work that I must do. There's a work that I must do in your life, Moses. There's a work that I must do in this people, this congregation's life, these people that you are leading through the wilderness. There's a work that, that must be done. And so God is saying, not yet. And Moses was probably saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? How long must I wait? Okay. Contrary to popular book titles, saying of God, you had to believe that there's no such things as seven steps to success, you know, or secrets of instant achievement. You know, we've seen those books on the uh, bookshelves and so on like that. Seven steps to success, and it lays out a plan how you're going to succeed. When God wants to make a giant oak tree, it can take a hundred years. But when he wants to grow a mushroom, it can happen overnight. Okay? When God creates and builds an oak tree, it may take a hundred years or better will become this mighty oak, but a mushroom can spring up overnight, okay? And all of us that have lawns, lawns and gardens and whatnot, you can surely testify to that. I know it's happened to me many times. You know, you get up in the morning, you look out the window, and all of a sudden you see on your beautiful green lawn, uh, all of a sudden a couple of mushrooms spring up overnight. You know, I know good and well. I looked out that window before I went to bed last night, and those mushrooms were not there, and then boom, overnight, there they are, okay? They can spring up overnight, okay? But when God wants to create an oak tree, it's a long process. Amen. Great souls, great souls are grown through struggles and storms and seasons of challenges. So be patient with the process. Great souls are, 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 are born, you know, through the challenges of life. You know, if everything just came to us so easily, it wouldn't build character in us. Okay, it wouldn't build us, it wouldn't help to, to build that faith that we have in God, knowing that he is going to bring us through, indeed. Amen, amen. So we have to realize that this growth process is indeed for your benefit. Amen, amen. So when you say, gee, Lord, how long must I wait? Remember how God thinks on this matter, okay? Let's go to the book of Habakkuk, uh, chapter 2. Habakkuk, chapter 2. Praise the living God. Habakkuk chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, Habakkuk chapter 2, and we want to start with verse number 2. I will stand upon my watch. I'm sorry, start with, start with number 1. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower, and I will watch to see what he will say to me, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. Underline that. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak, and not lie, though it tarry, though it tarry, Though it tarry, wait for it. 
because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Amen. Amen. So God is saying here, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. Whatever that thing is that you're believing for and praying for, okay, it is yet for the appointed time. And that appointed time is not your time. So don't get discouraged, you know, because things are not working out exactly when you think that they should be working out. It's not according to your time. It's for God's appointed time. Okay? Habakkuk was frustrated because he was, 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 uh, was upset about what was going on in, in, in his life there and in Israel and so forth. And so, but God told him, he said, well, it is for the appointed time. You see? So saying to God, you have to realize also that everything that is working out in your life, God has set a timetable. And again... His timetable is not necessarily your timetable because God knows what all needs to be done. God is the master planner. You've heard me say that a million times. He's the master architect, okay? He's the architect of the universe. He built the universe. He planned out the universe, okay? Day three of creation didn't come before day one of creation. Amen? 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 So God is the master planner, and he's doing the same thing with your life, saying to God, you have to believe that. Believe that, okay? Okay? God is on the case. Sometimes we think that God simply isn't acting fast enough. And we say, oh, Lord, how, must, how, much I, how, how long must I wait? Okay, it's been delayed. It's been delayed. Okay, an answer has been delayed. But remember that a delay from God is not denial from God. Okay? Delay in a, getting an answer from God is not denial. Just because you haven't heard from him, that does not mean that God has, has denied or is going to deny your prayer request or is going to deny whatever it is that you're hoping for and, and getting to in life, okay? So, so a delayed answer does not mean denials, okay? So write that in a notebook as you're listening to this, and remember that just because you haven't heard the answer yet, it does not mean that God is saying no, okay? And also, saints of God, you have to remember and think on, think about how far you've come, okay? Not just on how far you have to go, Think about how far you've come, and not just how far you have to go in life. Okay, you have, like I said, you may have dreams and aspirations, and maybe you have some goals, and maybe you're wondering when I'm going to be able to achieve these goals, and you're praying about it and everything. But don't dwell on because those goals may seem so far off. Okay, maybe you have an intended a goal to to achieve a certain salary, you know, by a certain age, you know, or to be in a certain position on your job, you know, or to have X number of kids, uh, uh, or whatever, and or a girl and a boy, or a boy and a girl, or whatever it may be. But don't be looking at how far I have to go, and I haven't yet achieved it. But look at how far that you've come, okay? Think back to where you were relative to your life, you know? Five years ago, three years ago, last year for that matter. Think about how far you've come, okay? Not to mention five, 10, 15 years ago. Think how far you've come, and God is the one that has gotten you there. God has brought you all of this time because he's been with you and his plan has been unfolding in your life. Maybe it hasn't unfolded the way you thought it should have unfolded, but God was working the plan and God is still working the plan. Okay? So again, don't focus on, don't focus on, on, on or, or where it is that you want to go, but look at how far that you've, you have come. Okay, think about your relationships that you had with a loved one or, or whatever. Or maybe there was a bad relationship that you had with, with, with a loved one. But look how far you've come now in terms of things being, being healed between you. Okay? Things working between you. We all have family members that we've wrestled with perhaps over the many, many years. But if those things are working smoothly now, praise God. Praise God. And you look at how far that relationship has come. Okay? Look how far you've come monetarily. Whatever those things are, don't look at where you have to go, but look at where you've come from, okay? 
Maybe you are not where you want to be, but neither are you where you used to be. I have to keep repeating that. We need to say to ourselves sometimes, be patient. God is not finished with me yet. Okay? Say to yourself right now, be patient. God is not finished with me yet. Be patient. God is not finished with me yet. Amen. So many times we look at ourselves, you know, and we, we see ourselves in our mind's eye or when we're praying or thinking about it, we see ourselves as being so unfinished. We see ourselves as not, not being to where we think we should be. But remember, God is not finished with you yet. You are a work in progress. All right? Okay? Okay? You, 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 you're construction underway. <laughs> construction in progress. You've seen those websites. You know, construction in progress. Well, that's what's happening with you. God is not finished with you yet. God is not finished with you, so keep moving forward. Even the snail reached the ark by persevering. But we wind up saying to ourselves and saying to God, Gee, Lord, how long must I wait? How long must I wait? How is God using a season of challenges in your life to develop your character? These are some of the things that we need to think about. How is God using a season or the challenges that you're going through right now to develop your character? The time that we're in these seasons of challenge and, 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 and seeming turmoil, seemingly turmoil and everything, we don't stop to think about, well, maybe God is doing something here to develop my character. God is working on something here. You know? If you've got a child that you've raised, and I mean, especially if you have a child that's a, a young adult now, or maybe a, ch a child that's a, a, teen, a teenager, you think back on the formative years when that child was much younger. Think about the work that you had to put into raising that child the way um, uh, God would want him raised. Okay, we are all a work in progress, you know. And if we don't raise and nurture our children in the line with God's word, okay, then that child left to his own devices, he'll be snatched up by the devil and through his peers and things like that, and he'll wind up becoming becoming a hellraiser and so on like that. Okay. Well, so it is with us adults even, okay? You know, if we aren't careful to keep ourselves in line with the Word of God, then the devil starts getting into action in our lives and we wind up drifting and going astray and getting ourselves into all sorts of difficulty. Amen? So you have to, to remember that, that these seasons of challenges that you may be going through is for development of your character, okay? During this time and whatnot, God is, is, is taking out the impurities. He may be slicing and dicing, okay? to take out the impurities, the, the, the bad habits that are in your life, the bad thought processes, the lack of faith in things that are happening in your life, lack of faith for things that are happening in your life. Amen? So God is doing the work. You may have heard me talk about before, you know, many years ago when I was in, in uh, I believe it was in high school there, one of the courses I had was sculpturing. And uh, I remember to prepare that clay, you know, you, you had that piece of wood with the wire going across, and you would take that ball of clay, you slice it on the wire, you mold it together. If you saw any rocks or little granules in it, you'd pick them up and you'd slice it again and pick this stuff out, put it back together and shape it and slice it again. And you did this several times until you got all of the impurities out. If you didn't get those impurities out, it would be virtually impossible to properly bake that clay after you formed the little vase or ashtray, whatever it is you were making. If, uh, it would be impossible to properly bake that clay in a kiln to make it sturdy and firm, to be able to not crack because of the impurities that's in it. 
Well, God does the same thing with us. He, he, he molds us and he shapes us. He takes out the impurities so that we can withstand the fire. So that we can withstand the fire when we're put through the fires of life. And that we can become strong, sturdy vessels for him. Amen. 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 So don't be discouraged, you know, when you, you're going through a season, a time here of challenges or maybe even disappointments. Don't think here that God has deserted you. It is with patience that we wait on God because everything is in his time. We ask ourselves in searching and thinking about it, why is it so hard for me to be patient even when I believe that God is at work? Why is it so hard? If you believe that God is at work, why is it so hard for you to be patient? Well, because we want it now. We want it now. We live in an instantaneous society today, microwave, uh, instant lotto, you know. I mean, you name it. Everything is, is instant gratification. You get it right away. But God doesn't work that way, okay? He doesn't work that way. He takes the time to build you, you know. So why do we find it so, find it so hard to be difficult, you know, when we believe that God is at work? And again, the key word there is believe. Believe goes back to one of my previous sermons. Do you believe? Okay. If you believe what the Word of God says and that God is working in you for your benefit, then you need to just take that patience and, and, and just work with it and build it. Let that patience grow and get that impatience under control, knowing that God is the one that's doing the work and it's in his time, you know. One thing to think about is what promises from God or what experiences from my past can I remember that encourage me as I wait on God's timing. Think about your past. Think about the things that God did for you before. Okay, Many of us, if not all of us, have had some times in the past when we were praying for something and it took some while to manifest itself, but God came through as usual. And when it did manifest, it was for the better, for our betterment. Okay, okay, okay. Right. So, so think about those kinds of things when you're waiting on God. Amen. Let's go to the book of Galatians. Let's go to Galatians 6. Galatians chapter 6. And we want to start with verse number 7. Galatians 6, verse number 7. Praise the living God. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap. Whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. For let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Underline, please. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not, okay? So in other words, faint not means don't give up. Don't give up. You keep on persevering, okay? For in due season, that due season is God's due season. So whatever it is that you're going through now, you just keep on keeping on and don't faint. Don't give up. You know, don't, don't become weak need, you know, and everything like that and start thinking, oh, gee whiz, I got the vapors. I'm going to faint. I'm going to pass out. I just can't deal with this. I give up. I give up. No, you keep on persevering because if you believe that God is working it for you, if you believe that God has heard your prayer, if you believe that God is going to do things for you in his perfect timing, and I emphasize perfect timing, okay, then you don't faint. You don't give up. Okay, we, we are children of God. We're not like the world or like the unbeliever. 
Just because things are not happening instantaneously, you know, that right away we think that we have to try to do something about it. And that's one of the things we as human beings, you know, have to fight so much about, is, 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 uh, so much over, is because that many times we think when God is not answering in our time, then that means that I need to do something about it. I need to think about who I can call, who I can email, you know, who I can send a text message to, you know, who can I go see, who can I speak to, to make this thing that I'm waiting for come to pass more quickly. See, and that can be a grave error. That can be a grave error because when you run to someone else trying to get advice to make something happen in your life, okay, and that especially that is not a godly person where there's any, there's no possibility that Holy Spirit may speak to that person to give you some sound advice, okay, you run to the wrong person, you get, you get all sorts of bad advice. Then you'll wind up making a decision that will make what you are praying for and hoping for become further and further out of reach. Because you may wind up achieving something that is not of God. You may wind up achieving something that is not of God. Okay? The devil is there waiting with bated breath for you to just come by and, and just take some bad advice so he can just put that shiny object, dangle that shiny object in front of you and make you reach and grab that shiny object, which is not where God would want you to go or not what God would want you to do. And then you wind up being in a place worse off than where you are now. Amen? Amen? Amen. So in due season, for in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. Okay. So that means that we simply do not give up. God, you will benefit by waiting and, and waiting on God and being patient with God and with yourself. You know, in the waiting room of life, saying of God, you can choose to trust God instead of panicking. You also need to remember two things, two things. One, that God is never in a hurry. And two, that God is never late. God's timing is always perfect. Amen. God is never in a hurry. Okay. But God's timing is always perfect because he's never late. He's never late at all. Amen. Amen. So what happens in those times where it appears that God is late? What happens? God is getting you ready for a breakthrough. Okay. God is getting you ready for a breakthrough. And I submit that to you right now. Whatever it is that you've been praying for and believing for, and if it's been a period of time, and it just seems like it's being forever, God is preparing you and he's preparing things that are around you. He's getting you ready for a breakthrough. And when you receive that breakthrough, then you will be prepared. You'll be mentally prepared, spiritually prepared, physically prepared, if that's a part of whatever it is that, that you're praying for. But you will be ready for it because God is preparing a breakthrough uh, for you. Amen. By virtue of the fact that you just happened to tune into this message today. By virtue of the fact that you just happened to tune in to this message today. And I don't believe, I'm one that I do not believe in coincidences, not at all. Because a coincidence means that just something just happens to happen with no control, okay, and things like that. God is in very much control of your life. So you were guided here to this message, I believe. You are guided here to this message because there's something that you're waiting for, something that you're praying for, and you're wondering, gee, Lord, how long do I have to wait? How long must I wait? Something you're praying for and you're anxious over and you really feel rushed about it, that God is telling you today that everything is in his time. Okay? And you will reap if you simply do not faint and you continue through because God is preparing a breakthrough for you today. You're going to be, into, you're going to be in, a, in, in a better place. The issues that you're so worried about, you're going to be in a better place. 
Okay, And during this time between now, this moment, and when God fully answers your prayer, he's preparing you and he's preparing the way. Whatever obstacles may be in your way, God is in the process of removing those obstacles. Okay, He's removing them. Okay, Whatever doors were closed and slammed shut on you before, God is preparing another door for you to go through because the breakthrough is going to be through that door. Amen, amen, amen. The breakthrough will be through that door. You just hold on and be patient, child of God. You just hold on and be patient. Because with God, his timing is perfect. God's timing is always perfect, and his timing is never late. And another example of God's perfect timing is in John 11, 1 to 44, and it's the events of Lazarus. You don't have to go there now to turn to the whole thing. But in, but in summary, you know how the events went there. Lazarus had become very sick. And his sisters, uh, Mary and Martha, had sent word to Jesus to come quickly to them. Okay? And at this time, Jesus was with his disciples, and he told them that his sickness will not end in death. Jesus said that his sickness will not end his death, in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. You can see that in John 11, verse number 4. Okay? So they, they told him to come. He said, not yet. He said, not yet. The, the time is not now. Because he said, said he's, he's, uh, his sickness is not to death, but it is for the glorification of God. Okay? The glorification of, of God. What is interesting is that Jesus loved, loved Lazarus, the Bible said. Jesus loved him. And he loved Mary and Martha very much. But when he heard of the news, he stayed where he was for two more days. He didn't just pick up and run. Now, he loved Lazarus. He loved Mary and Martha. But he said, I I'm not going right now. And don't forget what he had said. He said that, that his disciples told him his sickness will not end in death. He told them his sickness will not end in death because it is for the God's glory, what, what is about to be done. He didn't drop everything and just rush to Lazarus to heal him while he was sick. No, because again, uh, again, God's timing is perfect. And it even gets more interesting as these, the uh, uh, series of events, as the events uh, continue on here. Okay, Everything is in God's time. Jesus did not pick up and run right away. When Jesus did go, decided to go, and when he arrived there, he finds that Lazarus was dead. And that he had already been in the tomb for four days. He'd been in the tomb for four days. Ugh, it must have been some... Must have been, been stinking there because uh, one of the women there said, uh, gee whiz, you know, for now his body stinketh in the scriptures there it says. All right? So he waited. He waited all of this time. Okay? Now you would think that God's timing uh, is for sure too late here because Jesus got there after the fact he'd already died. Okay, I mean, after all, the guy had been there, you know, all of this time, and he's dead, you'd be he's thinking, and how much later can you get than that? I mean, the guy had already passed on, okay, according to them, all right? But Jesus... Jesus has the power over life and death because he is the creator of life. Jesus has the power over life and death because he is the creator of life. Okay? He's the creator of life. And, 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 and he is who life, and, and he who, who is the, the, um, the, the bringer of life. We have to remember at all times. He's the giver of life. So we don't have to be concerned and worried about the things that are happening in our world today and in our lives today. Jesus has the power. So we know how the events went. Jesus got there and he called forth Lazarus and he raised him from the dead. And then he said, did I not tell you that if you believed, this is in John 11, verse number 40, he said, if you believed, you would see the glory of God. Did I not tell you? If you believed, you would see the glory of God. 
But I'm saying the same thing to you today. If you believe, you will see the glory of God in your life. If you believe, you will see the thing that you're praying for, the thing that you're hoping for. You will see the glory of God in your life. You see, don't forget, saying to God, when God does a wonderful, miraculous, wonderful thing in our lives, God is glorified through our lives. Okay? If we remember that all of the wonderful, great, good things in our life comes from God, that's giving glory to God, and God is glorified. Okay? So why do you think God would want you to fail and to stumble? Not at all. Not at all. He wants to bless you. And through your life, through your waiting, through the outcome of whatever it is that you're waiting and praying for, God will be glorified through your life. Through your life, God will be glorified. And at the time here when all this was going on, there were many Jews who, who, who had eyewitness to these uh, uh, events and the miracles. And, and afterwards, they wound up putting their faith in Jesus. So in essence, they came to the Lord after they saw what he had done there. You see? So again, God was glorified. Okay, they knew they knew how long Lazarus, Lazarus was in that tomb. They knew they knew that he was, quote unquote, dead. But Jesus came forth and he called with a voice that said that Lazarus come forth and he came out of the tomb. So therefore, they couldn't deny that. They saw it with their own eyes. They knew the chain of events and they saw this, quote unquote, dead man walk out of the tomb. So therefore, because of that, they believed on Jesus, the word says. So through that, Jesus was glorified. Amen? Through that miracle. So again, it was because of Jesus' timing. If he had gone there too soon, they would have said something else. So Jesus came there and he prayed over him. And of course, he was just sick and so forth. And so that's why Lazarus came out of the tomb. It would have been some excuse or whatever. But they knew that they knew that Lazarus had died and they saw him walk out. Okay? So God had a purpose and a plan in raising Lazarus from the dead. Like I said, if Jesus had healed Lazarus, Lazarus while he was sick, there would not have been as many people gathered there also uh, where they actually, you know, where they came to mourn his death. Okay, in other words, if, he, Jesus, if Jesus had just come there or gone there to heal him while he was ill, most likely it would have been a handful of people. But now Lazarus was dead, so there were many, many, much more people there mourning his death. So therefore, the miracle that Jesus performed was done in front of a lot of people. Okay? Okay? So God's plan always works out for the best. Without God's perfect timing, all of these Jews would not have put their trust in him. Okay? All those that witnessed. Okay? Without God's perfect timing, they would not have been there to witness the miracle that was done. Amen? So in other words, you know, don't give up your faith, but hold on. Keep praying and keep serving God. Keep on sowing. You reap what you sow. Keep on sowing and keep believing because you're getting ready for a miracle. Okay. You believe that? You believe that fact? Amen? Amen? Keep on sowing. Keep on believing because you're getting ready for a miracle. Or what seems to you so far off now, what seems to you to be so impossible right now, okay? believe it, saints. Get ready for a miracle. Because God is on the case. Amen. We go to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah chapter 29. And we want to go for verse number 11. Jeremiah 29 verse number 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. 
Then shall you call upon me. Then shall you call upon me. Then shall you call upon me. And you shall go and pray unto me. And I will hearken unto you. And I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me. You shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. With all your heart. With all your heart. Okay? So when you're searching for God with all your heart, first of all, you're going there with belief that God is going to hear you. Because he said there in verse number 12, when you call upon me, you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. So do you believe that? Do you believe that? Okay? And when you go seeking God and searching for God with all your heart, he responds. So that means don't go there half-stepping. Okay? Don't go there with like, okay, I got two seconds, you know, for you, God, today. I got two seconds, blah, blah, blah. And then you're off and you're going off and you're doing something else. But when you diligently, with all of your heart, really, really seeking God, when you're saying to God, Lord God, how long must I wait? And you go there and you're talking to him and you're pouring out your heart unto him. This is when he'll answer you. He will indeed speak to you. Okay. Then shall you call upon me. You shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. All right. You search with me with all your heart. When you start thinking about, you know, God already knows what he's going to do in your life next month. He knows what he's going to do in your life next year and in the next decade for that matter. And his plan for you is good. Okay. It says there in verse number 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Okay. So God has thoughts about you, not of evil, but good things. Amen. So he knows what he's going to do next week, next month, and, and even 10 years from now, a decade from now. He's going to do nothing but good things to you because that's a part of his plan. Okay. We must learn, learn, learn to pray for breakthroughs. Develop a, 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 a prayer, a, a daily habit of prayer. When you're praying for a breakthrough, God, give me the breakthrough. Show me the breakthrough. Show me the path. Show me your way. Okay. You know, you know that there are laws of spiritual growth that we must follow to grow and to mature in Christ. They're laws. They're laws. Just as God created the universe with physical laws, and like gravity is one of them, you know, he also established uh, spiritual laws that we must follow to mature in Christ. And because of the fact that God created those laws, then he's not going to violate them. He can't. Okay? Because he's not a man that he should lie. Okay? And his word cannot return unto him void. So what he established and whatnot, he has to abide by himself. Amen? Otherwise, he'd be a liar. And God, obviously, we know God is not a liar. Amen? Amen? So, so we see that the same way he created uh, physical laws, there are also spiritual laws that we must also uh, um, uh, um, grow by, if you will. Okay? If, if you jump off of a building, you know, you're not going to defy the law of gravity. The gravity is very much in force, and you will indeed fall. You will indeed fall. Well, there are spiritual laws also that we that also apply to our growth and development in Christ, and we can't get around them. Okay. Matter of fact, we shouldn't even be trying to get around them. We should be simply following God and, and, and waiting on Him and being at peace, knowing that God is working on our behalf. Okay. Knowing that He has heard your prayer. Okay. But it's something that we must we also have to develop. Prayer plays a vital role in our ability to grow up spiritually, to mature spiritually. Prayer has a big role, a big role. In our world of calendars and clocks, we can get so caught up with this concept of time, as we call it. 
you know. With, with, with a pregnancy, a, a mom can be expecting uh, uh, one child, you know, that one can be expecting and one child can be born later than the due date. And then that same mom can be having another child and the child and another child is born earlier than the due date. Okay. All right. One is born late. The other one is born uh, early. Okay. Now in human eyes, you know, the first thing that we say was that the child was born early or the, the child was born late. Okay. But in God's eyes, both children were born on time. Both children were born on time. Many of us have children, you know, and if you're a guy, you have a wife and you know what the doctor told your wife and you when the child was going to be born, you know, and he either said so and such and such a date or maybe two weeks later or whatever. And the doctors merely do an educated guess of when that's going to happen. But when that baby is born, in God's mind, it's not early, it's not late. It's on his perfect time that that child is born, okay? And that's what we have to realize about our lives. Right. Our concept of time is certainly not the same as God's concept of time because God is the creator of time and timing. His timing is perfect. God created time. So therefore, God is very much aware of time. And when he decides that he's going to do something, that's when it happens. Because when it does happen, in God's eyes, the time is right. The time is right for that particular moment, for that particular action. It's the perfect time. For God. And the word perfect in the dictionary is defined as excellent or complete beyond improvement without flaws and accurate in every detail. Again, the definition, dictionary definition, excellent or complete, perfect, defined, excellent or complete beyond improvement without flaws, accurate in every detail. Now that sure sounds like God, doesn't it? Because whatever he does is certainly perfect. What he does and when he does does do something, it's the perfect timing for it. When it comes to God's perfect timing, he is never early, never late. He's just simply always on time. Always on time. You know? Now, let's be real about it, too. You know, I mean, I know that waiting on God is, is never easy. Praying is one thing, but waiting is another. You know, let's be real about it. Praying is one thing, but waiting is another. And I also know that it can be hard at times when you are believing and waiting on God to answer your, your, your prayers. Okay? I know it can be very, very hard. You can be believing for a new job or healing in your body or a child, or, you, know, you know, to be conceived or whatever it is, you know, that you have out there. You, can, you know, waiting can certainly be hard, you know. Or maybe, maybe you're praying for guidance in making a life decision. You know, such as when you buy a new house, uh, when to change your job or change your career, or when to move to another location. You know, there are many things that you could be praying about, okay? The list of what we are praying for, believing and waiting for, can go on and on and on and on and on, right? But the same concept applies. It will be in God's perfect timing. So why do we say, why do we say then to ourselves, you know, Lord, Lord, how long do I have to wait? Sometimes when we doubt God's timing and feel that we have done enough waiting, we may not necessarily see the big picture. That's the problem. You know, we have such limited views of our lives. God knows the beginning and the end and everything that's in between. We don't know the big picture of things. God may not answer you too early because he has something much greater in store for you. Stop and think about that. He may not answer you too early because God has something greater that is in store for you. So when you get tired of waiting and feel like giving up, remember God's timing is perfect. He is never early, never late. He's just always on time, simply that. Okay. 
There's a few reflection points here, things for you to think on. What prayers are you waiting for God to answer right now? What prayers are you waiting for? Have you been waiting so long that you're ready to just simply give up? Remember the word of God says, don't faint, but you're just ready to give up. Do you have a difficult time in trusting God's timing? These are things for you to think about. Ask yourself, I can't answer those questions, only you can. Do you have a difficult time waiting? Okay. Have you placed expectations on God to answer your prayers a certain way or at a certain time, your way and your timing? based on your way and your timing. Have you said to God, I need this answer by the 30th of the month? And knowing that, God, or you should know now anyway, that it'll be in God's perfect, perfect timing. If there is some sort of a deadline out there to pay a bill or whatever it is, a you know, mortgage or whatever, God knows what that timing is, and he will work things out in his time. But don't you put a time frame on God. Don't put a time limit on God. Just rest and believe that in God's perfect timing, he will take care of the situation. He will get me to where I need to be. Amen? Amen? It's as simple as that. Some action points for you today. Pray for God to help you to develop greater trust in him and his timing. Ask the Lord, Lord, give me confidence and faith and belief and trust in you for making perfect timing in my life. You know my needs, the desires, you know the things that I'm praying and hoping for, Lord God, I give it to you in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen? Do not give up praying, even when you feel like you can't wait any longer. Okay, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing, pray without ceasing, pray without ceasing. We still need to be persistent in prayer. You need to be. You can't give up on that. Another thing to think on is remember that God's ways are not your ways. God's ways are not your ways, and that his thoughts are higher than your thoughts, all right? He may not answer you when you want him to, or, 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 or the way that you want him to, for that matter. He may not answer, okay? But we know, quote, we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, Romans 8, verse 28, amen? So you know all of these things. You know that God is there monitoring and, and, and orchestrating everything that is in your life. So just sit back and just believe and trust in him, knowing that when God answers that prayer, it will be in his good timing, okay? And don't feel like you got to keep asking, gee, Lord, how long do I have to wait? Amen? Because God knows the when and he knows the time. Amen? 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 I pray this message was a blessing to you. And uh, please, if this message has been a blessing to you, uh, why don't you give the uh, location for these uh, sermons and these podcasts? We can be found at www.genesis1, one word, genesis1.sermon.net, genesis1.sermon.net. In the upper right-hand corner, you'll see a subscribe button. Click on that subscribe button, and then you'll be notified when these podcasts are made available and so forth. Amen. Amen. So praise God. Be blessed. Go forth and, and just continue praising God and worshiping him and trusting him and just be willing to wait on him because a breakthrough, a breakthrough, a breakthrough is about to come your way. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Go forth and be blessed and remember that Jesus is Lord.